Hello, welcome to the midweek edition of Daily Show Podcast, your podcast source for movie and TV related news. It's February 13th, 2018. I'm Michael, and with me is Shannon. Hello. What happened at the box office last weekend? A lot. Fifty Shades Freed took the number one spot with $38 million. Pretty high for opening weekend. It's a budget of $55 million, so I guess it's going to make its money back at least. Oh, yeah. Peter Rabbit, $25 million in second place, and that's a budget of $50 million. So that looks to be on track to make that money back, too. Yeah, that looks pretty solid to me. The fifteen seventeen to Paris took the number three spot. $12.5 million in its opening weekend. That's not bad, given the pretty poor reviews. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle in fourth place with $10 million, Total gross of $365 million. That's its eighth week. Yep. Still going strong. Also in its eighth week, The Greatest Showman took the number five spot, $6 million. That one really just hung in there. Yep. Total of $146 million. I guess there's going to be a Greatest Showman, too. (laughs) Ding, ding, here comes the news train. (laughs) According to The Hollywood Reporter, Facebook has given a straight-to-series order to a female-driven dramedy starring Elizabeth Olsen. The untitled series was created and written by Kit Steinkeller. Lizzie Weiss is set to serve as showrunner. Olsen and James Ponsoldt will executive produce. Ponzolt will also direct the pilot and multiple episodes of the half-hour series, the plot of which is being kept under wraps. The half-hour series is part of Facebook's push to offer more television-quality projects via its watch video platform. The series has been given a 10-episode order. Everybody's getting into the um, original content game, huh? Is this the first thing they're... Doing? I think so. I think it's like the first series. Yeah, I had series no thing. idea that Facebook had any sort of no series. No, this before was for it was it was more like a YouTube type thing, mm. right? Up until now, the Facebook Watch. I guess so. So Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, she's been name. doing movies as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, obviously, her sisters started on TV. But they're not doing any acting anymore. Yeah. Much to the chagrin of us Fuller House fans. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, Elizabeth Olsen is a good actress. And she's a pretty big name. I mean, she's been in the Marvel movies, so... V, the sci-fi classic from the 80s, is being revived as a film by Desilu Studios, with original creator Kenneth Johnson set to write and direct. It's to be called V the Movie, and casting and a release date are yet to be determined. It will be produced by John Hermanson and Barry Opper. Johnson hasn't been involved in the franchise since V, The Final Battle, the sequel to the original miniseries, leaving due to creative differences. One thing I found interesting about this was that it's being produced by Desilu Studios, which I didn't think still existed as its own thing anymore, and I guess it's been newly acquired at least the brand name uh by an investor and relaunched as a new studio uh i guess last year because originally desilu existed i guess until the 1960s and then it became the television production arm of paramount pictures but desilu studios was the original besides i love lucy it also was the original home of the twilight zone and 
Hmm, I didn't uh, know that. Star Trek. Yeah, it was a really big deal. And there, I think I told you this. There was like, uh, I saw like um, a Twilight Zone pilot where Desi Arnaz did the introduction. <laughs> That's funny. And it was, it was really weird. Yeah, I bet that. If you haven't seen it, you should try and find it on YouTube. Can his voice not be comedic? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, was it? Was he like being real straight in it? I think so. You, you heard it. You're. I I watched it a long time ago. It. it was on. I don't remember what it was. At least the part where he did the introduction, and it was. It was weird. I've just. It wasn't. It never wasn't. Heard it wasn't him. spooky. Certainly. Right, and I've n- I've never heard him talking where it wasn't like comedic. So you know, I don't know. That's funny. Um. Yeah, V the movie. I don't know, man. I was saying I liked the show, the original show when I was a kid, but after rewatching it, I didn't really think it held held up. It, I didn't think it was very good, and I didn't really think the new one that came out. When when did that one come out? The, I think it was around two thousand nine. Yeah, we watched that, and it wasn't wasn't very good either. Yeah, you know, I'd never watched. Keep trying, and I don't know if they should maybe just give up on this uh, this idea. I'd never watched it as a kid, but you made me watch <laughs> all of them. I'm, I'm so sorry. Um. Yeah, I mean, it was really, particularly the TV series, it was like, it it seemed to go through a lot of changes in a short period of time. Like, there were a lot of cast changes. They, like, didn't they kill off a really popular character, and then they decided that was a bad idea, so they brought him back as, like, a twin brother or something like that? Oh, my God, I don't even remember. That sounds terrible. Like, one of the aliens, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. But, I don't know. It's got the original creator. I mean, I think a lot of people think that original miniseries was probably the best mm-hmm. that it was. Yeah. So. It was still a bit heavy-handed. and I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yep. We'll yeah. definitely watch this. Yeah, probably will. All right. Variety reports Netflix has acquired worldwide rights for the sci-fi thriller Extinction from Universal, two months after Universal pulled it off its schedule. The film stars Michael Pena and Lizzie Kaplan. Netflix plans to release Extinction later this year. So this is another another one they picked up that the studio seems to like not have faith in. Is like, it the same uh, studio that was going to do God Particle? I don't think so, but I can't I, remember yeah, for sure. I almost feel like that was Paramount, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, that sounds right. So I'm guessing this is probably not going to be very good either. But you never know. Sometimes the studios are wrong. Sometimes they have a good movie. They just don't have faith in it. Yep. Um, but yeah, Netflix is picking up the scraps. It's yeah. kind of weird. We can give it a shot. It's yeah. low stakes. It's Netflix. Exactly. That's the other thing. It's like, uh, it's okay if we watch it for half an hour and then decide this is terrible and turn it off because we haven't lost any money. Yep. All right. And the Peter Rabbit movie has been criticized for depicting allergy bullying. Apparently, there's a scene in the movie where Peter Rabbit and his bunny friends attack Peter's rival, Tom McGregor, with blackberries with full knowledge that McGregor is allergic to the dangerous berries. Several groups representing allergy sufferers have condemned the scene, prompting the hashtag boycott Peter Rabbit 
on social media. And there is a Australian group called Global Anaphylaxis Awareness and Inclusivity that has created a petition asking distributor Sony Pictures to apologize, saying the film mocks the seriousness of allergic disease and is heartbreakingly disrespectful to the families of those that have lost loved ones to anaphylaxis. So the main reason I included this is this kind of gives you a reason to not go see the movie now. <laughs> you, can, you can boycott it can... because of the allergy bullying. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't mean, know. Without seeing it, it sounds it sounds pretty out there. Like, come on, how bad can it be? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's played for laughs. I feel like it does I've seem a little allergies. mean-spirited. I feel like I've seen allergies played for laughs in tons of movies, no? I mean, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I'm sure that I have. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. But I mean, in this case, I guess it could have killed him. It's a children's film. I think they said that he has to give himself a EpiPen injection in the movie. Do they... Yeah, and I guess, I'm guessing they don't, like, learn their lesson, like, oh, that was actually dangerous. Oh, I have no idea. Like, uh... Probably not. Like the kids do in um, Freaks and Geeks when they put the um, peanuts in Bill's sandwich. Yeah, yeah Alan certainly learns his lesson yeah, I think to not do that. I don't know about his loser friends. We didn't see any <laughs> touching scenes with them. But it was Alan who actually he, put he the peanuts did it, in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. This stuff goes a little too far sometimes. But on the other hand, maybe it's not funny. Maybe it's just gross. I, I don't know. I haven't seen it. so I guess we'll have to now. I, yeah. Oh, maybe it's going to have the opposite effect and it's going to just make want, make people want to see it. You know, they're drawing right. attention to it. Yep. Well, moving on. Christopher Columbus, the director of the first two Home Alone movies and the first two Harry Potter films, is set to direct Blumhouse's Five Nights at Freddy's film for New Line. It was announced on Blumhouse's Twitter account on Monday. So that's a pretty good get. Um, he's he's a pretty good director. And uh, this, this movie has been in development, I think, for quite a while and had some, some setbacks. So this is a good step forward for it i know that our son wants to watch it (laughs) for sure yeah it's pretty interesting i mean has he done anything scary before i I think he well tiny bit scary but i think he was a writer for gremlins the original gremlins i think there were i think there are a few other horror related things as well so i don't think it's totally out of his realm um I think depending on the reading, one of us might get stuck having to take him to the theater for this one. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Despite how much we like horror movies. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And apparently it's only, this game's only, the first one came out in 2014. Oh. Which makes me, I feel like it's been around so much longer than that. Yeah. I don't know. Because I said the movie was in we the need works to, for years already, so they must have decided to make a movie pretty quick. We need to create a game that then becomes so popular. <laughs> and finally, The Stranger Things Season 3 episode count has been released, and it's eight episodes, which is the same as the first season and one less than Season 2. Uh, I know a lot of people were unhappy with that extra episode, which was kind of separate from the main storyline with Eleven oh. meeting her 
quote unquote sister. Mm. So maybe that means there's going to be less chance for experimentation in this season. They're going to strictly stay with whatever next season's storyline is. Hmm. I don't know. That might be kind of a bummer. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I thought they were going to maybe bring in those Saturday Night Live characters that they were <laughs> testing on. That skit was hilarious. Wait, what? Saturday Night Live? Oh, come on. You you were awake for that. Oh, the, this past week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a recent one. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no. One person vomits would, in would, his mouth. Would bo- one would fart. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I saw you. I think you were laughing out loud. So it's got to be pretty funny. And that's it for the news so far this week. Is there anything new to streaming this week? Yeah, Netflix got a couple of originals, When We First Met and two documentaries, Seeing All Red and The Traitor. They also got The Ritual and Radius. On Amazon, Breathe. On HBO, Wonder Woman and Atomic Homefront, which is an HBO documentary. Stars got Lime Life and Spider-Man Homecoming. And Cinemax got Sully. And that's our show. If you have any feedback, you can email us at feedback at dailyshow.com. Our Facebook page is Daily Show. Our Twitter account is Daily Show Pod. Our website is dailyshow.com. Hope you enjoyed the show. Talk to you Friday. See you later.